everybody, welcome back to the Parkinson's Association of San Diego Microcast series. Back with Jesse Agrimis. Hey, Jesse. Hello. Jesse is a doctor of physical therapy and co-founder of NeuroLab 360 here in San Diego. And so we want to talk about doing two things at once, multitasking. Yeah. And you have, a, you have a term for this that's a little more medical than that. <laughs> um, and, and that what's that? It's just called dual tasking. So what is dual tasking and why is it important for people with Parkinson's? So dual tasking is just when you're doing two things at once. And so often it's when you're doing a motor task and a cognitive task at the same time. The reason it's so important for people with Parkinson's to work on dual tasking is because Parkinson's affects an area of the brain called the basal ganglia. And that area of the brain helps to control our automaticity of movements, so moving automatically. So if that's impacted, people with Parkinson's have to pay more attention to their movements. So they have to use an area of their brain, they have to use their frontal lobe more. So they have to pay more conscious attention to what they're doing, which makes it harder to also be thinking about something at the same time because they're not automatically moving. They have to think about it and then they also have to think about other things. So if you think about daily life, basically no matter what you're doing, you're almost always doing two things at once. So... If you're on a walk, you're looking to make sure there's not a car coming at the same time or you're talking to somebody while you're walking. That's a dual task and that's something that can be more challenging for people with Parkinson's. But there's a lot of research that shows that physical therapy geared towards dual task training can help prevent the decline in dual, dual tasking as much as possible. And that helps to reduce risk for falls too. A lot of times people with Parkinson's fall when they are doing two or more things at a time. So we do a lot of training at Neurolab 360 where we're having somebody do a motor task. They're trying to maintain big amplitude with it. So maybe like big marching in place. And at the same time, they're having to, I don't know, say animals going through the alphabet from A to Z. And so they're thinking about something at the same time that they're focusing on a motor task, such as big marching in place. And it's effective. Very effective, and I see it improve all the time. So sometimes people will come in and will t the way we test it is it's called the timed up and go with a dual task. So they stand from a chair, they walk 10 feet, turn around and sit back down, and then they do that exact same task while counting backwards from 100 by threes. So we can test what the difference is in their time for walking that 10, the, that 10 foot distance and sitting back down. Um, and we see that, that difference improve drastically when people go through a dual task training protocol. And when you're talking about falling and all of that, of course, there's some distraction, level of distraction, right, in daily living. Is it distraction that needs to be trained out of people or into people? How do you define that? It's more so just improving pe someone's ability to do two things at once. So sometimes we can limit the distraction or limit the cognitive tasks. So sometimes we'll tell people, if somebody starts to talk to you, stop walking and then talk to them. And then when you're done talking, start walking again. And that's for people who are just having a really hard time with dual tasking. We're trying to compensate and prevent falls. But for the vast majority of, of our patients, we're, we're not trying to limit dual tasking or prevent distractions. We're trying to get better at dealing with distractions and still maintaining the motor task that they're doing. 
Does this cross in any way into occupational therapy where it, it's directly applicable to what's happening in the home or in a workplace? Yeah, occupational therapists focus on dual task training all the time as well. So they can do it with like activities of daily living to make it more applicable to that sort of thing too. But here you're doing it in terms of exercise and basically paying attention to your body while you're paying attention to your mind. Exactly, exactly. So an example would be walking on the treadmill while turning your head side to side. So you're kind of um, mimicking what it might be like if you're out on a walk and you're looking around at where you're walking. But while you're doing that, we're distracting you with a with a cognitive task. And so at the same time, we're, um, we're flashing different colored lights up and you're having to say an object that is that color while maintaining your balance on the treadmill. So oftentimes that will cause increased freezing and then we can improve somebody's ability to maintain those big steps and prevent freezing if we practice that task more and more. It's cool because I think about some of the things you've just described and I think mm-hmm. that's going to be hard for me. Yeah. <laughs> right? A, a lot of these things are hard for other people too, but with Parkinson's it will get can get more and more hard with time. And so if we train it, it can help prevent and slow that regression in your ability to dual task. Yeah, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's great. All right. Well, so thanks, Jesse. Um, you can be reached at neurolab360.com. Yes. And uh, and for sure, you should check out the website because it's an <laughs> awesome place. It's an <laughs> Thank awesome, you. awesomely powerful place. So, <laughs> all right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And we will catch you on the next episode. Thanks, Jesse. Cool. Thank you. Thank you.